Matt Gates, the guy under investigation for human child sex trafficking, has now offered the killer, Kyle Rittenhouse, a job so that your taxpayer dollars can not only pay a potential pedophile, but also a potential murderer all in the same office. Here's a video. He is not guilty. He deserves a not guilty verdict. And I sure hope he gets it because you know what? Kyle Rittenhouse would probably make a pretty good congressional intern. We may reach out to him and uh, see if he'd be interested in helping the country uh, in, in addition. Yep, you heard it right. Okay, uh, Representative Matt Gates out of Florida, of course, said Wednesday that Kyle Rittenhouse, the teen on trial for killing two people at a Black Lives Matter protest last year in Wisconsin, might make a good congressional intern and said his office may reach out to see if he wanted to help the country in, and I quote, additional ways. So according to uh, the good congressman here, this killer was just helping out the country. You see how the narrative changes? A young Trayvon Martin who has Skittles and sweet tea, he's obviously a thug, right? I mean, what else is somebody going to assume if you're black and you're walking at night and you have the audacity to wear a hoodie, right? So we want to say that Kyle Rittenhouse is a child. Trayvon Martin, the victim, was an adult, according to their narrative. He is not guilty, according to Matt Gates. He deserves a not guilty verdict, and I sure hope he gets it. You know what? Kyle Rittenhouse will probably make a pretty good congressional intern, Gates told the right-wing network Newsmax. Uh, we may reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in helping the country in additional ways. Just a reminder, Rittenhouse, 18 years of age, on trial for fatally shooting two people, injuring a third during a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on August 25th, 2020, after Jacob Blake, a black man, was shot by a white Kenosha police officer. We all saw that video. Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time, said he traveled from his home in Antioch to Kenosha, he comes from one state to the next to protect property from rioters. And by the way, just an important statutory note, it is against Wisconsin law to use deadly force to protect property, by the way. That's on the books, okay? Uh, he was armed with an AR-15 style rifle when he shot the three men at a demonstration. The jury began deliberations on Tuesday. The most serious charge against him is first degree intentional homicide. Carries a mandatory sentence of life in prison. Gates obviously being no stranger to criminal investigations himself. Uh, the congressman is under investigation as part of a sex trafficking probe that led to the arrest and plea deal of his reported friend and wingman, Joel Greenberg from Seminole County, Florida, who was the tax collector. And I can guarantee you this, uh, his buddy Joel is singing like a bird. All right, Senator Turner, you know, two peas in the pod here. Pretty much. I mean, uh, white supremacy is, is a hell of a drug. Yeah. I mean, this, this congressman, even before the trial is done, he's innocent. He has declared that that Kyle is innocent. He needs to get off. And by the way, I'm going to give him a job to definitely birds of a feather. And it's quite an insult. But these people, I mean, they're so brazen with it right now. If there's any positive to this, and, and I mean that in a very sarcastic way, is that Congressman, the congressman has let, let us know very clearly 
where he stands. So we don't have to be surprised. We can't be surprised. I'm surprised that we are surprised mm. about anything that will come out of this man's mouth. But it is definitely an insult uh, to the family, um, to to the process that's going on right now to have a congressman even flirt with the fact that he can make this this man an, an intern. No matter what happens in this trial, he should not be an intern in Congress. Right. And you know if someone like Maxine Waters would have said that about a black man on trial. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. She, she's tampering oh, yeah. with the jury. Right. It would. She's a criminal. And, 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 Doc, one other point, you know, black children, to a point you were making, they're treating Kyle as if he is a little boy. Certainly he was 17 at the time, far from being a little boy, uh, not quite all the way grown by our standards in this country, but far from being a little boy. But it made me think of not just Trayvon Martin, but also Tamir Rice, who was That's killed right. on a playground here right. in Cleveland, Ohio. And Loman, the officer who shot him, said he thought he was 20 years old. It's not just the Lomans of the world. A lot of white people, particularly in law enforcement, but a lot of white people see and label black children older than what they really are. What does that say? Is that young black children rarely get the opportunity to truly be children. They do not get the same benefits that white children usually get, whether it's higher suspension rates at school, mm-hmm. whether it's just doing childish things, they're always held to a higher standard. And when that happens to them in childhood, it absolutely follows them to adulthood. So there is no way that a Trayvon, that a Tamir Rice, or any other younger Black child would have gotten the same benefit of the doubt that Kyle has gotten. And Kyle was actually carrying a weapon driven there by his mama. He should have never been there in the first place. Very well said. And you pointed it out. The, the real narrative, the real narrative of America is white people who commit crimes are always given a benefit that a black benefit. person in the same situation would never That's receive. It. That is your never. implicit bias. That is your critical race theory in application. That is your yeah. systemic bias all rolled into one dynamic. Let's go to the McMichael Bryan trial, the people that killed Ahmaud Arbery, right? So Travis McMichael, who is the son of the father-son duo, decided to take the stand. Now, this was quite interesting because he was crying what has been deemed as white tears. These white tears are something magnificent, obviously. Kyle Rittenhouse cried white tears. You now have Travis McMichael crying white tears. And it's amazing to me that this is the commonality Get on the stand and just make people feel bad, right? You know, when you are a defense attorney, sometimes you are talking to the jury of one because you only need one to say, "Mm, reasonable doubt. Now, that doesn't get you a not guilty, but it gets you a hung jury and you get to go home, okay? And then the prosecutor has to decide if they want to charge you again or not. Well, now Travis McMichael said, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Ahmaud Arbery was a dangerous person. He was going to kill me. I was in fear for my life. Here's the testimony. I shot him. Why? He, he had my gun. He, he struck me. It was obvious that he was, uh, it was obvious that 
that he was attacking me that if he would have got the shotgun from me, then it was a, this is a life or death situation. And I, I'm going to have to stop him from doing this. So yeah, I got more. Here's what happened under cross-examination from the prosecutor. Here it is. And at this point in time, when you first see him on Burford, he's not reaching into his pockets. Run, no, ma'am. Not running, no, ma'am. And he never yelled at you guys? No, ma'am. Never threatened you at all? No, ma'am. Never ver brandished any weapons? Sorry, Your Honor, he's trying to finish his answer. Yeah, he did not threaten me verbally, no, ma'am. All right. Didn't brandish any weapons? Uh, no, ma'am. Didn't pull out any guns? No, ma'am. Didn't pull out any knife? No, ma'am. Never reached for anything, did he? Uh, no. He just ran? Yes, he was just running. <clears throat> gives an idea of mens rea. The formulation of criminal intent, the thought process of the criminal act. Here's more. She said, we've had a lot of trouble with thieves. It just worries me because my daddy is slap old crazy, LOL. He's old as dirt and doesn't care about jail. And you responded, that's what this world needs more of. My old man is the same way. I did say that, yes ma'am. And then the next line is, you said, hell, I'm getting that way. I did say that. She said, have to make an example out of somebody. You said, that's right. Hope y'all catch the vermin, correct? I did. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why bias and racism, this is why it is deadly. Here's the next one. You made contact with the shady looking white guy under the fancy bluff bridge while armed, correct? I did, yes ma'am. And your father had his gun on him too, correct? I believe he did, I, I would assume he did, yes ma'am. Okay, and did you brandish and show your weapons to the man? I did not. This was just some sort of pleasant conversation with the homeless guy under the bridge, is what you're telling this jury. Yeah, it came pleasant. Once I split between him and the and the machete that he had there, and uh, asking what's going, you know, how's he doing, what's going on, he was uh, he stayed right where he was to continue to fish, and I didn't see a threat. Let me make it very plain. The similarities in these cases, the McMichael Bryan case and the Kyle Rittenhouse case, you have white men who grab their weapons to go somewhere in order to use them. They ended up killing individuals who had no weapon and did not think that they would be killed just by being there. And then after they commit the murders, there's ambiguity about if they should be charged with murder or not. People are scratching their heads. I mean, dead bodies, unarmed individuals, they have no lawful authority to do what they're doing. Still, the criminal justice system did not immediately swoop in and say, that's it, done deal, case closed, it's over for you. We had to fight to get to this point, okay? In the Glenn County case, the murderers of Ahmaud Arbery, it ran so deep that the DA ordered the cops not to arrest them 
The DA has now been indicted for covering up a murder. Do you think this is the first time that DA covered up a murder? That DA has been in power for a long time down in the Glenn County Circuit. You need to open the books on her. But she covered up a murder. She's been indicted for it. She's been indicted for it because of free press. People started looking into it. The GBI got involved. Senator Turner, they're taking a stand now saying, hey, we got it all wrong. They were actually the victims. Uh, Travis McMichael, the killer, says he was going to be killed. He had no choice. What are your thoughts? Of course. You know, he should have kept his behind at home. He, he testified that his father came in and said, oh, we think somebody is messing with property. You were at home. He said he was at home with his son, his mother, somebody's mama was there. And, and his father came in and said, I think I see the guy. Keep your behind at home and dial 911 and we wouldn't be in this situation. And then for him to intimate that somehow Aubrey was the aggressor with a straight face, like the pure unadulterated gall to say yeah. that he was in fear. But you know what, Doc, this ain't the first time. See, this is a pattern in American history. You know, it's making me think of a book and it was called um, The Negro, the Beast. And it was written at the beginning of the, of the 20th century. I think it was 1900s, where this whole book was written. It reminds me of the movie Birth of a Nation, just laying out how God created black people inferior, that we're just a little one level above the apes. See, this is the mentality that these people have. And just one more thing, can I just throw this out here? Absolutely. Remember the Dred Dre Scott case Come of on. 1857? Well, Justice Tandy laid out how a lot of white folks think, thought then and think now when he said they had for more than a century before been regarded as beings of inferior inferior order and altogether unfit to associate with the white race, either in social or political relations, and so far inferior that they had no rights which the white man was bound to respect. Doc, that's it. Mm. That is how the McMichaels felt that Aubrey had no rights that they were bound to respect. Call the police, even though that could be a death sentence too, but you ain't gonna posse up in a vehicle carrying your weapons, hunting down this black man, and now you get to say you in fear of your life. Hell to the gnaw. Sister, you preaching nothing but the gospel truth, and the prerequisite these killers used was a citizen's arrest statute in Georgia. And by the way, that statute has been overturned. It was a bipartisan move to get rid of that citizen's arrest law. But they were even wrong about that law. The law says that you have to see somebody in the commission in of a felony. Yes. Right? And, and it has to be at the same time that you make the citizen's arrest. They were all wrong. But here's the reality of what you're saying. Not only was there a de-evaluation de of the life of Mr. Aubrey yes. from the McMichaels and Bryant, Think about the responding officers who did not even require a legal explanation from the McMichaels as to why they killed Ahmaud Aubrey. The police admitted there was no conversation about burglary, trespass, or anything else. Nothing else. They were allowed to go. Okay. Yeah. Senior McMichael, don't forget, was a part of that police, you know, he, he was right. in law enforcement. So that That's might right. be the reason. Yeah, he worked for that DA at a time and they were good friends and she decided to commit commit one of the most atrocious atrocious acts by covering up a murder on yeah. the taxpayer dime. 
Come how Come how comfortable can you be? Come on. I mean, I got and some guests. Listen, Senator. The more things change, Doc, the yeah. more they stay the same. But you know, I, I got to tell you. Nothing about no, ooh, oh, Jesus. They got Sister, to call them like Jesus. I'm from a place on Glenwood Road. There's some cats that I was raised with. They have yes. a different code they live by. Mm. Now, there's a lot they'll do. But that, they're not about to cover up the murder for somebody. You got to think on. about how evil and detrimental this DA is yeah. to say, I'm yeah. willing to go on record and cover up an actual murder. That is a thug. Okay? That's it. All right. Um, here's some news. It's an update. Okay? Um, Oklahoma governor um, has now commuted the death sentence of Mr. Julius Jones. Um, let's put up a picture of Mr. Jones. He was set to be executed today at 4 p.m. Central Time. Um, Jones' sentence has been commuted to life in prison without the possibility of parole. That was recommended by majority vote of the actual parole board. They said, okay, well, let's let's do the commutation thing, right? Um, Jones has been on death row since he was 19. He has always maintained his innocence. Uh, and I do believe he's innocent. He's uh, 41 years of age, spent more than half of his life in prison after he was charged and convicted of the murder of Paul Howell during a 1999 carjacking. Mr. Jones has maintained that he is innocent of the crime and was framed by his then friend and co-defendant, Christopher Jordan, who allegedly actually shot Mr. Howell. Two cellmates of Jones, co-defendant, Christopher Jordan, have come forward claiming Jordan had admitted committing the crime to them. In one letter sent to Jones' legal team, one cellmate of Jordan wrote that he said, my co-defendant is on death row behind a murder I committed. Um, his family also provided an alibi for Jones. They've always provided this alibi. Um, our family knows that Julius did not commit this murder because Julius was at home with us at the time of the murder. His mother said in the news release in 2020, we were at home playing on board games and eating spaghetti. The judge and jury that convicted and sentenced my son to die never heard that we were having a family game night. All right, the clemency petition says he's been on death row uh, because of fundamental breakdowns in the system, tasked with deciding his guilt, including ineffective and inexperienced def uh, defense attorneys, racial bias among his jury, and alleged prosecutorial misconduct. Now, I want to remind you, um, we know today, and you can find this on the Innocence Project page, that we had jury members that called him the N-word. We had another jury member that said he needs to just be taken to the back of the courthouse and shot. These are the people that, that swore to be unbiased and judge the facts as they are. And then you had ineffective legal counsel and a black man in front of you, a recipe for injustice, and the tragedy that has happened here. Senator Turner, what are your thoughts on this one? Hey, that's it, Doc. You know, just got to say amen on that. It is unfortunate that when it comes to African-Americans and then other people of color and then poor people by extension, there always seems to be yep. a glitch in the matrix. Yep, always There's a glitch. There's a glitch in this matrix for sure, and it's been going on for generations, and we got to put a stop to this. This is wrong. Yeah, yeah, and people say that we need to fix the criminal justice system I always challenge that line of thinking. You actually need to break it because the criminal right. justice system is doing exactly what it was designed, what it was designed to do. To do. You right? better come on. Right. That's All it. right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay.
All right. Welcome back. It's indisputable. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. TikTok, don't take this video down. This lady damaged property and assaulted employees. Oh I yes. no one. I'm working yeah, with this. Uh, yeah, I'll call the police. No one. And I have your plates too, so don't worry. Okay. And I've assaulted someone, Patty. Patty? I no, 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 no. No, no, no. You touched that man. I did And you almost ran him over. No, ma'am. Oh, it's not over. I mean, when Karen started explaining things and her arms were getting wider and when it takes a person that much to explain a story, when, when literally they have a radius of about 40 to 50 feet, I mean, they're just, they're lying, okay? She done destroyed property, broke the law, was rude to people, and physically harassed somebody, unwanted touch is what it's called, all right? There's more, here's the rest of it. It gets even more dramatic. We were taking it out there and they dropped it. I was trying to maneuver it. This guy over here because was you were in the screaming way. Ma'am, you know what? You Your were being rude. This is not gonna do a thing for you. You were being so rude no, to him that they I were like frantic. Because I'm not interested in any of this story. All I'm doing is moving things. That's all I'm doing. But okay. you damaged me. What would you like me to you do? My okay, what would you, you like me to do? What would you like me to do here? I want do you to want me to fold you back in? <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to laugh at it because why am I not supposed to laugh at it? I think I am supposed to laugh at it actually. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. All right, Senator Turner. Oh, gee, explain it for dear life, Doc. She explained it for dear life, baby. She's like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me explain. What you want me to do? You want me to fix this right here? Karen was show enough got on that yeah. one. She, she was got. That was probably the first time, at least on Indisputable, yes. when a Karen did not double down on her Karenicity. Yes, it did. But, it but it was still very Karen in the response. Yeah. Karenish. Karenish. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, they, I mean, she was like, can't hey, help it. what we need to do it. here, all right? Right. <laughs> Who do I need to pay off? Who do I? <laughs> I got to give it to her. You're right. I mean, I'm going to give her a little, I'm going to give her a little, little, little point on this for not, not totally doubling down on it, trying to figure out how she can get her mind out that situation. <laughs> out of it, 100%. Out of the situation. It wasn't yeah. no situation. It was a situation. situation. Yeah. Okay. I got something for everybody. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're your still French! Back off! I'm going to tell the African-American man to threaten my life. Today, because this bitch is Subway said, I will. You will be mine. will. You need to go back there and do your job. I will. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Do your... Y'all want this woman to make your food? She will not make my customers food and threaten 
She's one person. And I'm willing to wait for their food that she's refusing to make. So you won't call the law? Okay. Well, then serve your country and sit right on right there. I bet you got that vaccine too, didn't you? Yeah, you Democrat, socialist, commie bastard. Hey, oh. damn call me no commie bastard. I took it because bad lungs run in my family. Well, I pray to God that you don't get hurt because that is all. It kills old people. It kills people with uh, heart diseases and bad lungs and stuff. I mean, you know, when you have a cell phone, you can actually call 911 yourself. You're able to do that. Uh, this particular Karen, and there's more video, uh, this particular Karen called um, a person who was obviously a serviceman, um, calls him a commie B word, a veteran, a commie B word, because he said, yeah, I got vaccinated. Um, what's the problem? Uh, and then now she's going to sue Subway, obviously. Here it is. JC Corner, badge number 37. Your incident number is right here, 21-006940, okay? She bit me. That's a felony. $80 glasses. My face. Are you going to the master? I am going to sue Subway now because the scratched my face. Yep. Look at it. I'm going to sue the out of them. I want to know what attorney is going to take that case. Right? So just imagine that conversation. So, Karen, you mean to tell me you went into the subway, you started a scene, you harassed others, you started to record everyone, you call a veteran uh, commie B-word for taking the vaccine, and then there's some scuffle that's not recorded that you claim happened, and now Subway should be sued. Okay. And then you brag about the whole thing on social media. Looks like you had a master plan here, Karen. Uh, Senator Turner, what are your thoughts? She rolling just like a Karen roll. I mean, Karen gonna do what Karen does. <laughs> they gonna do what they do. It was amazing how the the serviceman you know said call the law. No, not doing no. it. You're not gonna call the law. No, not doing it. I bet you one of those. You know, you you took the vaccine. You a Democrat. You know, as you said, call them explicit, explicative. And then the elderly gentleman was like, "Wait a minute, I took the <laughs> vaccine too. And no, you ain't coming at me like that." You know. <laughs> Old dude got up in there on that one. like, it, And they were both him and what appeared to be his wife, I think. I mean, they were looking at Karen like she had lost her mind. And she she really did. She lost yeah. her mind. And listen, that's how... And I don't know the party affiliation of any of these individuals at the subway. Sure. They, they could be Republicans or even Trump supporters. Yeah. We don't know. What difference does it make? It doesn't... That's right. That's the point. And we, sh we should not have a partisan construct as it relates to health care or vaccinations. It has Come never on. been this way before. It only started when Donald Trump politicized it. And I had to tell a college student of mine not too long ago, just because something has been politicized does not mean it is political. You have That's to be right. able to dissect and unravel those things that men and women have politicized for the sake of their agenda. This is not a political conversation. It's a conversation about health, your personal choice in healthcare. Okay, 
We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. Okay. What if I told you that the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, Judge Schroeder, decided to sing a song to Kyle Rittenhouse, the accused murderer? What if I told you that? You would say, hmm, no way in the hell. Here's the video. Okay, you want me to play some music? And if I don't leave, then I'll start to fall. Uh, yeah. huh? You see what's happening here, right? Judge Schroeder, who is overseeing the homicide trial of Cal Rittenhouse, decided to break out into a song in front of jurors and the smiling defendant inside of the courtroom, completely improper. The unusual display, according to the independent, was conducted in front of members of the jury. Rittenhouse is facing five felony charges, including killing two people and trying to kill a third. That's what it is. There's more. He also referred to black people, African-Americans, as the black. Here it is. And when the um, clerk, the clerk, the government official, drew the name out of the tumbler, it was a black, the black, the only black. There was nothing wrong with it. It was all okay. But what do they talk about? Optics nowadays? Is that the word for things? That was a bad optic, I thought. If you know someone, or if you're the person who refers to black people as the black, that person is racist. If you say it, you're racist. There is nobody on the planet who refers to black people as the black, the black, and is not racist. Um, Judge Schroeder would go on to defend his stance on letting the people in Rittenhouse, uh, in the Rittenhouse trial, uh, he said it cannot be referred to as victims, but you can refer to the victims he killed as criminals. You can call them arsonist, whatever, whatever you want to. Uh, here's some video of that. The um, business about people not being identified as victims. How would you like to be put on trial for a crime? And the judge introduced the case to the jury by introducing you as the defendant and the person who is accusing you as the victim. And then throughout the trial, have all the references to, um, to the um, complaining witness as being the victim. Is it so difficult to just use the term complaining witness instead of prejudging what the jury is here to determine as to whether there's a victim and, and uh, whether there was a crime committed. So I don't know what the, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave that comment at that. These are just a few of the shenanigans. Now, naturally, with a judge like this, a courtroom where people are able to report because 
of the transparency rule. They can talk about what's happening inside of this courtroom. The media is allowed to be there. The judge is now upset that people are telling the truth about what he's doing and how weird he is and how biased he is for Kyle Rittenhouse in this courtroom. So here's what he said about the media. When I talked about um, problems with the media when this trial started, that's, we're there in part, not, not fully, but in part because of grossly irresponsible handling of what comes out of this trial. I will tell you this, uh, I'm going to think long and hard about uh, live television of a trial again next time. I don't know. I, I, I've always been a firm believer in it because I think the people should be able to see what's going on. But when I see what's being done, it's really quite frightening. Frightening, that's the right word for it. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Today, that same judge decided to ban MS. NBC from the entire courtroom. This is the same judge that decided to sing Autumn Leaves to make the defendant smile. Ladies and gentlemen, this gives you a close example, a very direct point of view as it relates to judicial authority in America. If you got a good judge, a judge that actually believes in the law, is fair, judicious, intentional about probative versus prejudicial rulings, then you may have a fair case. But when we talk about criminal justice reform, we cannot leave out the reality of the judiciary and how judges play a massively powerful role in our system of justice. Fool for thought, we're going to continue to monitor this case and bring you every update as it comes. Let me show you another blazing example of significant white supremacy and a judge willing to go along with it and let a rapist go. There's a man who sexually assaulted four teenage girls. Four. Count them. One, two, three, four. Okay? He received no prison time for any of his crimes despite pleading guilty. Put up his picture. His name is Christopher Belter. Keep his picture up. I want you to know this guy. Christopher Belter is in Ni Niagara County and the judge there, his name is Matthew J. Murphy III. Let's put up a picture, uh, picture of Matthew. Uh, the judge here. Okay. All right. So the judge said that he agonized. He used that exact word. That he agonized over the case of 20-year-old Christopher Belter, who was accused of committing the crimes when he was 16 or 17. Belter pleaded guilty in 2019 to felony charges that included third-degree rape, and attempted first-degree sexual abuse, as well as two misdemeanor counts of second-degree sexual abuse. He had four victims. His four victims were teenage girls. Four victims, okay? Don't forget, put up his picture again, uh, Mr. Belter. All right? Now, let's go to the judge. 
Let's go to the supporter of this privilege. The judge said, and I quote, I'm not ashamed to say that I actually prayed over what is the appropriate sentence in this case because there was great pain. There was great harm. There were multiple crimes committed in this case, according to Judge Murphy. It seems to me that a sentence that involves incarceration or partial incarceration is not appropriate. So I am going to sentence you to probation for victims. Don't forget, he pleaded guilty to it. For victims, rape, sexual assault, sexual abuse. He said he did it. Judge says, oh, they're there. I prayed to white Jesus. And white Jesus has told me to let the devil go. It gets deeper. The judge, you see, because of all of this power he has in his judicial role, offered absolutely no further explanation. None was not required to. Belter faced a maximum sentence of eight years for what he pleaded guilty to. He will have to register as a sex offender. Even though he has four victims out there, he serves no prison time. In 2018, I'm giving you the background. Belter, the guy who did the rape, was 17, was charged with first degree rape, third degree rape, and sexual abuse for the assaults. The judge at the time, Sarah Sheldon, placed Belter on two years interim probation and gave him the chance to apply for youthful offender status in his sentencing. Another judge looking out for him, which would have lessened the maximum prison time and allowed him to avoid registering as a sex offender. Sheldon, who has since retired, predicted that Belter would struggle to comply with the restrictions placed on him in his initial probation, and she was proved right. Belter acknowledged in court last month that he had violated the probation. Think about this. This guy's getting away with rape. He gets put on probation. He violates the probation by doing what? By installing software on his computer that allowed him to view pornography, which, by the way, in his probated sentence, he was not allowed to do. Belter had told his probation officer that he had been watching porn since he was seven. Woe is me. I have a problem. I've been doing this since I was seven. That's what he says. So let's go to what's happened with the victims, okay? They're real victims to this guy's criminality. There's an attorney, his name is Stephen M. Cohen. Stephen Cohen, a lawyer for one of the victims, denounced the judge's sentencing, saying to reporters on Tuesday, and I quote, justice was not done here. My client threw up in the ladies' room following the sentencing. If Chris Belter was not a white defendant from a rich and influential family. In my experience, he would surely have been sentenced to prison. Look at that. Look at all of that privilege, privilege, classism, the economy, the political corruption, all of it working in favor of this one rapist. See, I can say rapist. I don't have to say alleged. He pleaded guilty to it. See, that's the thing. 
he will be free because of a system that protects him. Okay. Obviously the victims are devastated. We will continue to follow this and update if there's any additional victims. But as it stands now, you can't touch the guy. All right, we'll be back, stick and stay. This is happening, going viral on social media, and it shows you what happens in a regular interaction with police coming to your door, somebody who knows the law, and how people who are paid to enforce the law would like to now break the law because you have the audacity to know what the law is. Isn't that ironic and really perverted? You are an executive of the law, you are an administrator of the law, but you hate the law? Here it is. Hello, who is it? Hello. Hello. Can you turn that off? No, I can't. Okay, I said turn it off. No. Yes. Yes. Turn it off. Do you have a warrant? Do you okay. hold on? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We let have let a baby here. Myself, okay? okay, let me explain okay. yourself. I'm up sure at the sheriff's department. We're looking for a wanted felon. Okay. He's not okay. here. Turn that off because I don't know what it is. It's a cell phone. Okay, you don't see put it, it in my face. Don't put it in my hold face. What's your name? I don't have to tell you that. Do you have a warrant? First of all, I need sure. three types of ID. Okay. Explain who you are, because you could be anybody dressed up in a uniform. Really? By the Supreme Court, yes. You, you want to play games? I'm not you playing games. I'm going to drag you out if you... If you st That's why I'm recording okay. this. Straight to YouTube. So this young brother, obviously knowing what the law states, is citing the law back to law enforcement officials who are supposed to also give a damn about the law, and now they're threatening this man. There's more. No, there's nobody else in the house. There's me and my family, that's it. Okay, let me explain it to you, okay? We got a female in the apartment complex, just got beat up by her parolee at large boyfriend. I right? watched the whole thing. You did? Yes, Okay. Then why window. don't you help us and step out and tell us what's going on? I seen the dude walk off. I seen him, I heard him arguing. Do you know I, No, I don't. I okay, I'm being see him. told that you guys are okay. friends with him. No, I see him in my. He, I, okay. He's do my you neighbor. Have an ID? As far as that, no, I do not describe that to you. Do you have a warrant, or do you suspect me of committing a crime? I don't. You could be harboring a fugitive. I'm you not harboring a fugitive. I'm not. There's nobody in here. If you want to check, please go get a warrant. There's nobody else in here. Sir, just show us ID, and then we'll make if sure you're, you're not him. him. I'm not him. him. Like. I'm not him. Okay. We don't know what he looks like. Okay. 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 She'll explain to you what he looks like. Describe what he looks like. Okay. Okay. She didn't describe what he looks like. I don't have to describe my ID. Describe your ID. You have still not performed me three fourths ID. I don't know what. I don't know what you. Okay. By the Supreme Court is not what I've been watching. It's the law. And right now you guys are in violation of color and law. Okay. Because you are at my door with guns, and I feel for my life. I have not committed no crime. This is this is law. I have right not now, committed a crime. We're suspecting a and you're, okay, fugitive. No, I am not harming right, a fugitive. Okay. Because you have no evidence, video or audio of me having a fugitive. You are going off words. And here's how it ended. Get a warrant. Would you allow us to check your house? Get a warrant. Thank you. Thank you. Let me say this as a warning, maybe. Let's call it a public service announcement to all cops. We're hip to you. Yes, 
people in communities that you have historically marginalized, they understand not only the power of the law, but also the power of recording. And not a recording that you could just take a cell phone and get rid of, but recording straight to YouTube, recording directly to a social media platform so that you cannot destroy that evidence. So every time you knock on the door of a citizen, especially a citizen that you think is worthy of your marginalization, I want you to remember this, that there's a camera somewhere and there's somebody who knows the law enough to tell you, you won't violate me. You won't violate my family. I'm thankful for this family, for this young man knowing the law, and also for recording it, because I guarantee you, if that recording device was not present, this would have went down differently. We need more people like him. We need more people to continue to hold cops accountable to the law. We've been following this case and following this judge who has been extremely biased in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse. There's another biased move by this judge. The prosecution and defense argued over evidence in the trial, okay? And this evidence was about the ability to zoom into a photograph, right? That's common. Zoom in, zoom out. You get a clear picture, zoom in, zoom out. The judge was like, mm, I'm kind of leaning on not allowing it. What? Not allowing a zoom in to a picture. The hell are you talking about, judge? And then the judge went on this rant to explain why he doesn't think a zoom in option should be allowable to clearly show what Rittenhouse did in this case. Here it is. When I get messages from some of my friends, my few remaining friends, uh, I have, uh, they come as texts and then they start belittling me or whatever. So I make a, I don't know how to save text messages. So then I, I do a screenshot of it and I email it to myself to save it. But I found it to my distress. Some of them are pretty long and they show up in my email like this, like a little ribbon down the center of the page. Some of them are even smaller than this. Well, then I go to open them up. And it's just a blur. You were talking the other day, one of you two, about it's just like a cell phone where you can expand a picture and make it bigger. Well, it's not making it any bigger. It's making it bigger, but it's nothing but a blur. That was my concern that I wanted to ask Mr. Armstrong about, and I guess I should have, uh, for him to explain it better for me as to how that can be reliable. Because it isn't reliable for me in getting my message. See, if I was an attorney in that courtroom, I would have to just say, Judge Schroeder, what in the fresh hell are you talking about? Okay, so this guy has admitted his friends belittle him and then he saves their messages and he sends them via email. He does not know how to save messages, even though messages are automatically saved in every single cell phone that's made in this country. They're automatically, you just judge, literally you don't have to do anything. Okay, they are there already. Um, another update. The judge, this same guy, has decided to dismiss the misdemeanor weapons charge against Kyle Rittenhouse. This is called a pre-deliberation motion. He has dismissed what clearly everyone actually agreed was against the law. I had a conservative debating me on a few days ago who said, yes, that was illegal. The person who gave Kyle Rittenhouse the gun illegally 
has been charged with two felonies. But now the judge has dismissed the possession of the weapons charge, has dismissed it, all right? That was punishable by up to nine months in prison and $10,000 in a fine. But it goes to the defense's argument that he was in lawful possession of the firearm. You see how that works? Caroline, thoughts here. Yeah, well, as we've seen throughout this case, um, in, in this specific moment, the language of the judge, the language he is using yeah. reveals that he has no idea what he is doing in terms of technology. He's totally ill-equipped to be making remarks about tech by his own by his own logic and his own admissions. And yep. this precedent is not only dangerous, it's also it also just makes no sense. Isn't the point of a trial? to garner all the relevant information you can. Isn't that literally what you are trying to do in these cases? And yep. by this logic, you know, microscopes aren't reliable because <laughs> they look at things from an um from from very close up. So I would like someone to ask him that question of just like, aren't we trying to figure out what happens? Shouldn't yeah. we want to receive all the information in, in any way possible? Um it's he's he's kind of embarrassing himself at this point, and he has multiple days in a row now. Remember this, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.